0: Welcome everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is your host. I have taken over. It is Caesar, aka Stubby Stan, aka my um, government. Uh, they call me Cicero Holmes. Uh, we're in episode 127. I don't. I'm not sure if I said that already. Um, but if it, if I didn't, um, or if I did, I'm saying it again because it's. I'm just so excited about it. Um, and uh, I am here today, uh, not with Khalif Adams. Uh, the great captain is still away on his sojourn to uh, find work. Um, I will say for Khalif Adams, Kendrick Lamar says, boo-boo! And uh, he'll know exactly what that means. Um, but in, in, in with us, as always, our brother from another mother. Uh, he makes gaming look good. He is Mr. Sharif Jackson. Mr. Sharif Jackson, how are you today, sir?
1: Man, I found my webcam right before the recording, so I feel yes. like I'm finally a professional podcaster again. Yeah. Uh hey. you know, things are good. So
2: wait, are you not the minister of no finance? Is that are you no longer the minister of no finance? Yeah, I
1: had to give up I had to give up my ministership to become a co host, unfortunately. So yeah. uh, I mean. uh, yeah. Um, he, is,
0: uh, he is Grand Duke of uh, No Finance now. Um, oh, that's I mean, better. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he has to he has to take care of everything.
1: Um, so Reef, how, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. You know, I mean, yeah. like, like the week has been going good. There's been a lot of uh, new game releases that I've been able to uh, really dig into, um, as well as continue play of my old favorites. Um, and y- you know I've I moved about 2 weeks ago and I'm fi- it's finally starting to look like you know the way that, that 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 we want it to so um you know like there's still boxes around and like that kind of thing but um one thing I did find is that if you set up a bookcase unless you have like an expensive bookcase don't try to move a bookcase mm-hmm. like almost no. all of our bookcases like literally disintegrated yeah. like mm-hmm. So we. That's have, what
2: IKEA is for. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. so unfortunately, in Wisconsin, there are no IKEAs in Wisconsin in the entire state.
0: You got to come to Illinois, um,
1: bro. The uh, closest one is almost ninety minutes away in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. That is correct. Um, luckily, but there's
2: tons of Scandinavian folk out your way. I don't understand.
1: Now they are opening up in IKEA. I think it's scheduled to open in a few years, but they had to fight a huge battle because, like Wisconsin, was just anti IKEA. You know, for- they
2: hate the Swedish meatballs. That's it. There you go. There yeah, you go.
1: About, I you know I blame Walker, but you know. Whatever.
2: Well, yeah. Well, every, you know, we everything. Yeah, we blame everything on Yankees.
1: Exactly. So, so all of our IKEA ones survived, but when I moved here. I bought some Target bookshelves. Oh, don't oh. ever
2: do that. They're made of and tissue
1: paper. They I don't even know how they lasted this long. Like they just yeah it's the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, l- l- like all of them had a gangster lean. Like when we tried to put them back <laughs> up and not, and I'm not talking about those like abstract ones where it's like all oh, these bookshelves, like they curve. No, this was like, no, there's a nail poking out of the, of the side and it's going to knock me in the head when I'm reaching for, for, for a book so um yeah yeah you can so, just
2: say it's brutalist architecture and be hip
1: i could there you go. i could I could. <laughs> there you go. yeah
0: you'd be a hipster
1: y- yeah man so, so, so yeah, i've I, i've been in like a pretty good mood you know and, All
0: right. uh, th- well th- um you know one of the things that would uh keep people in in a pretty good mood was our uh last episode episode 126 uh featuring evie and easy level life um their game is is, is great, um, while also being kind of uh, I, I don't know fatalist, uh, you know, intentionally fatalist, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and eye opening. Uh, the response has been really really fantastic, and uh, and I want to apologize to everyone if it seemed like after the ad read I just disappeared. <laughs> um,
2: Did you pass out? What happened?
0: Uh, yeah so um let's see so there's batty Holmes that flies through my house every now and then (laughs) and now and now um you know the storm came through a it was a really bad thunderstorm and just knocked my power out oh man um Mid question.
1: Yeah, mid uh, question. Knocked
0: my power out. It was amazing.
1: I did edit that wow. question out, but yeah, it it, yes. it was it was something. And I didn't I didn't even refer to the fact that you were gone. I, right, so, right. so if anybody <laughs> so, so if anybody listened to the show, they they must have thought that like you just checked out or like fell right. asleep or right. something that just, like that. It's like, oh no, Don't did the rapture happen? He's right. gone? Oh my am I left behind? <laughs> right. I gotta keep podcasting. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so uh, the the rest of that conversation was great. The response has been great, um, and additionally, I I, I want to say what else has been great has been um, the response from Bricago, uh for our Captain uh, Khalif Adams. It, it you know mm-hmm. we we often talk about how much we love this place and how much we love uh, you know all of you, and it was never more evident. Um, than in the way that you guys have rallied to uh, help our brother and our sister-in-law um, make sure that they can uh, move forward and move upward uh, in their professional lives. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much on behalf of Kyle, on behalf of Spawn on Me, uh, on behalf of Chicago. you guys are the shit, um,
1: and keep it coming
0: best
3: community ever
1: yeah 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 i was really um i was Mm just really impressed by even if people didn't have something in the portland area which obviously they're looking at because they don't want to move like people were just sharing even if they didn't have anything and just throwing out other opportunities it was a really great thing to see and i think it was really indicative of um you know of the positivity being returned to us like we try to keep our show positive and Liked, you
3: reap what you sow. You
1: know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a beautiful thing, and right. and and we definitely hope that Kai, Kai and and his partner um, that they uh, get something soon, as well as the other, I believe, eighteen web, de- yes. like web designers and UX Ugh. folks that uh, got laid off. Right. So right.
0: exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh. So um, from
0: from some. Positive and then not so positive news. But on onto uh, what's happening today. Uh, you've heard a voice, um, a a lovely melodic voice. You
1: mean that's uh, not that just I, in my head? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, you 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 know you you don't have ghosts in your new place. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you know, <laughs> no, but you do. I thought there no, was, really was a it was the devil
1: <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> there you go.
0: Kind of <laughs> um, I yeah, resent you, that. Right. So so. Um, you know i i i said that baraco is a is a fantastic place and and part of the reason that baraco is a fantastic place is because of the people that that reside here and um the person that we have our guest tonight is uh exactly one of those one of the very first residents of baraco um a a vocal vocal member of of our crew and Man, I can't tell you how excited and happy I am to finally have her here um, to talk to the rest of Chicago, so that you guys can understand why I'm so excited to have her here. Uh, she is uh, storied. She is um, just well, beyond well-educated. Um, she is... A wonderful public speaker, um, but also she is a neuropsychologist. Um, and And why we have her here is not only is she a neuropsychologist. Not only is she a resident of Brucargo, but she uses her neuropsychology to study. I guess I guess she kind of focuses on pediatric neuropsychology. Uh, and uses video games to help with her studies. Uh she is the one and only uh doctor Deborah Budding. Doc, how are you today?
2: I'm gonna start ugly crying again. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I was ugly crying earlier, and now you've got me ugly crying again. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that this is not a video podcast to see me ugly
3: crying.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, for for the right amount of money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. Just in case we get like subpoenaed or something. Yeah, right. No. Um, That's okay. I'll
2: testify for you. I do expert witness work.
0: uh, There you go. Well, you do some of that too. So yeah, I do. uh, I do a little everything. Right.
2: (laughs) That's what ADHD will do for you.
0: Right. So, (laughs) so I want to go into, I I do want to go into um, everything that you're doing, but, but the first thing that I really, really want to know, and I haven't asked you this at all yet, is how did you find us and what made you stay with us? Like what made you put up roots in Bricoglio?
3: Um.
2: I don't remember. Wait, no, nice. I do remember. I do remember. Actually, yeah, <laughs> we can talk about uh, early dementia signs. Um, uh, I think, I think, I heard Steve Lubitz mention you.
0: Shout out to Wicked. Okay,
2: because he was he was an early guy, too, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so I tuned in, and I was like, ah, oh, these guys are awesome. So, and one of the things I've always loved about you is how nuanced you have always been in right. discussing things. And it doesn't matter what you're talking about, um, you bring a sense of humor, awesome music, um, and, and, but nuance to, to discussing things and, um, and, and insist upon it.
0: Yes. Yes. So,
2: and and that you, to me, represent the the, the best aspects of being part of a community
3: Mm.
2: where there's a, a welcomeness of lots of different viewpoints as long as you're not an asshole.
0: Yes. Or me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he, yeah. make an exception. Right. We've well, yeah. already got Ex- yeah. one asshole here.
1: So yeah. It. yeah, but but
2: but again, I I have always been very interested in um civics, I guess you could say, and yes. being part of a community and what does it mean to be a member of society and how do you do that? And Bracago has always been a place where everybody's welcome as long as again as long as you're not an asshole. Right. And where you can just be.
0: Yes. Thank you. Wow. Right. Wow. So now I'm going to start ugly crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no. That that is a great feedback. Thank you so much. And if the listeners don't know who Steve Steve Lubis is, definitely check out the Disruption FM podcast and also um older episodes of the isometric uh podcast which he used to do
0: right Um, i guess all of the episodes of the isometric podcast are older episodes now yes
2: yeah well (laughs) and and i'm very active in in terms of you know i have a i tend to take a very intersectional approach to mental health and i'm very involved with neurodiversity kinds of issues and particularly with autism spectrum stuff Right. so um so, so yeah, so in that's uh, you know passion area for him as well, right, and so I right. f- kept up with
3: that.
0: Yeah, uh, if if you guys and I don't, don't know him know. by the
2: way, so you know he'd be like, who the hell is she? But, right. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah. If you guys uh, haven't already, uh, please go into the archives and uh, look for the episode with Steve Lubitz um, when he visited. Oh, Hall that's Club. right. Yeah. And I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, it's a while ago yeah, now. I, yeah, it, it was a while ago. But see, wow, you that's why,
2: like, you guys are just so famous now and so well-known, oh, and it's just... Oh, I don't know
0: about that. Like, I you know. mean, who I haven't you
2: it. had on your podcast? Well, we,
0: you know, yeah. up until this point, we hadn't had you. And and now I feel like I've made it. Um, <laughs> because, like, you, you know, like, uh, it's, it really is time for the Mutual <laughs> who's, Admiration who's, Society. Who's the loudmouth is.
2: lady on Twitter who can't shut up? Let's bring her.
0: It, no, but but you know it really is a mutual admiration society because um, you know uh, one of the things that one of the, the the hallmarks of what what we feel makes a great show and and what makes us great as as hosts is being able to provide not only nuance but also uh, critical thought mm. uh, within within this space that doesn't necessarily contain a lot of critical thought and mm-hmm. the fact that. You do exactly that makes oh, me love you. Oh, I'm very
3: critical.
0: You. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, so and we love the shit out of you for that. Mm-hmm. So what I would love for you to do, Deborah, is just kind of give everyone the elevator pitch of who Dr. Deborah Budding is.
2: Oh, you're evil and I will make you pay later.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So, uh, so I'm a neuropsychologist at this point, right? right. So um, basically what neuropsychology is, is a, a, it's a study of, of brain behavior relationships, right? So we all have brains, whether we like it or not. And, but what does it mean to have a brain? Why do we have them? Right. Um, my view is somewhat different than the kind of the typical view Um, and I, I, I sent you guys, did you watch the Daniel Wilpert thing that I sent you? Right. Okay. Amazing. Isn't it? Okay. So, so basically from this point of view, the reason that we have brains is to be able to move and that if we didn't need to move, we wouldn't need to have a brain because brains require a lot of energy. They're, they're kind of a pain in the butt to have, frankly, but if you're going to be moving around and doing stuff, you need them. Um, So a neuropsychologist is basically there to help figure out if brains aren't working entirely the way they are expected to work, what does that mean and what do we do about it? Okay? Okay. Um, And within that context, uh, and also looking at movement and and how do we adapt to the environment, one of the things in that is how, how do we adapt to an environment that is so changing and filled with things that we have to keep um, adjusting to, right? So within my world, we look at things as being either kind of uh, deliberate or automatic. And my interest is particularly in the automatic stuff, in ways that we learn how to adjust to our environment without really knowing why and without really thinking about it. It's like brushing your teeth in the morning. You think about it. Right? Well, most people don't unless you have some kind of developmental disorder and then it's hard to get that kind of basic stuff done. Right. So in you have to be able to figure out, for example, is this a a stick or a snake? Is there danger or is there not danger? Okay. And brains you know, cortex works slowly and you have to stop and think about stuff. Well, in a danger situation, you don't have that time. Okay. So you have to use your brain has to use these kind of rapid categorization measures to figure out Mm -hmm. what's safe and what's not, or what's interesting and what's not. And in certain circumstances, that's adaptive. But in others, we end up starting to make assumptions about other people um, based on limited information that may or may not actually be right or true. Okay. So my focus is on helping people understand what their habits are, what their automatic beliefs are, and then to see if, well, are those are those really adaptive or are they not? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause you can't see your own biases, right? You just have right. them. Yeah. Right. And we absorb our environments without even knowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Right. Like yeah. does a fish know it's in water?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so um, what, what, what do you think is sort of the public, like the general person's biggest misconception about the brain?
2: um that the brain is rational
3: mm-hmm.
2: that the brain evolved for thinking that's secondary if if you think about the fact that the brain evolved for movement and doing stuff then the idea of planning and thinking and memory right becomes added bonus right right and so when people don't do stuff, when they don't move, when they don't exercise or whatever, it's a problem. Right. Okay. Um, and actually, on my, my po- we started doing a podcast, my colleagues and I, called Neuro Curious. Right. And uh, in part to help translate neuroscience ideas to, for everybody to, to start thinking about. Because there's so much. If you add neuro to anything people were like, oh, it's super fancy. And, you know, oh, I must listen to this. And so much of it is just bullshit smoking neuro stuff. I'm
0: I'm a neuro asshole. Yeah, exactly. So so, um, so one of the reasons we started
2: that was to to kind of talk about this idea of, you know, people, you know, using neuro on things to, you know, sell, oh, you know, buy this neuro drink. Right. (laughs) You're going to be smarter. Brain booster. (laughs) Yeah. So we actually had an episode not that long ago on neuromyths. And, and so a number of things we talked about in myths were, one, that there's the, the way people think about right brain, left brain is not real. Mm. Um, the way people think about, uh, you know, do you, are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Like that kind of stuff, that's not real. Um, and the notion that your brain is completely developed by the time you're five years old, right. that is not real. mm mm-hmm. But also, the idea of humans as rational creatures, I think, is only half right, that we absolutely have to be, we have to think, we have to deliberate. Um, But we also do a lot of things unconsciously um, without thinking about it because very deep structures in the brain we're, were put online to be able to do that and to be able to make quick decisions. And that can get us into some trouble.
1: Yeah. 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 I have a question about, you know, so like you mentioned one of the biggest misconceptions is the rationality part of it. Mm -hmm. So I think, and maybe I might be getting these definitions wrong, but people usually have rationality on one side, like pure logic and like, I guess, emotional, like pure feeling and perception on the other side. I'm (laughs) I'm assuming is a lot more complicated than that. That is a lot. It more... is. I mean, we tend to put things no. into
2: binaries, right? We tend right. to put things into the into binary oppositions for to make it easier for us to 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 think about it, because right. otherwise it's too chaotic and too complicated. Um, in reality, you know, brains are these incredibly complex networks that are constantly interacting and um, and adapting to changes in the environment, and so we're always rapidly switching between deliberate and automatic kinds of, of function mm. okay. but experience puts things in background processing I mean this is what I try to talk to people about all the time is that you are whatever your environment is you absorb it right you know and and it so that it's so it's it's not a small thing to think about what environment children are raised in um, their their environment in terms of the built environment and nature and also their environment in terms of interpersonally mm-hmm. their environment in terms of um, structurally how they're treated um, and you know this brings me to why I'm so passionate about representation in terms of games and, and other media that that if you are raised in an environment where all you see are scruffy white dudes um how does that impact your view of yourself and of the world
0: right
1: yeah and 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 that's beyond games right that's movies that's books that's that's everything teachers that's police officers that's all that stuff yeah
2: yes and and it's profound and it's it's literally it's the it's what you absorb It, it is what you absorb does a fish know it swims in water right So, so I always bring it up with people because we, we don't, we are not consciously aware of our implicit beliefs and biases because we, we live them, we can't see them. So you have to be around other people and they can point it out to you so you can go, oh, wow, I had never thought about it that way. Hmm. Right. I had an assumption, you know what they say about assumptions right. um <laughs> you know and, but you can't, it's really hard to, to to shift that by yourself because we're all to some degree trapped by our own subjective experiences and so being with other people is a way to um shift that
0: right right
2: so well, you know with games sorry to interrupt you but you know i do oh, that yeah, no. um it's your show like that piece of like seeing yourself is important Right. But also seeing not yourself is really important. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Especially, especially if you're used to seeing yourself and everything. Yes. Um, you know? Um, so yes. So not seeing yourself is, 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 is probably more important than, right. than, than seeing yourself. Uh, yeah. That's
1: exactly why diversity is not like, it's not just black people seeing black people. It's white people no. seeing that other people can be heroes. Like it's everybody seeing everyone in all, you know, like it's not just for minorities, you know. Exactly.
2: Well, and it's it's not, you know, one of the things that that I try to address with people is this notion of, of centering whiteness as normal. Yeah. And the notion of being colorblind is like, I don't want, I am not interested in knowing colorblind people. You know, like I mean, unless it's a medical condition, but um, <laughs> but but this, I it's like no, everybody everybody has a race, and so as opposed to making being white the the default,
3: right?
2: Um, if you move away from that, and everybody starts thinking about themselves in the context of all sorts of things, there's a lot more room.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, I recently saw the latest Tarzan movie, and um, I I went to see it under the recommendation of my mother, and because I, I I was I was trying to avoid it, and mm. I'm of he's, two minds. He's min-
2: really hot. Let me tell yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So so I'm of two minds, um, and maybe maybe two and a half, because one you know half he is really hot. Um, the but the 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 one part of it was that i had very little interest in seeing this movie yeah, because, i haven't seen it
2: i have to say no.
0: because it it continues to perpetuate this this stereotype at least i perceived it to continue to perpetuate, uh perpetuate the stereotype that that whiteness supersedes everything mm-hmm. and 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 that that Oh, oh, you know, a white baby can wind up in the jungles of the, you know, the heart of Africa uh, and become the literal king of the jungle. Um, have, you know, hold dominion over the animals <laughs> and the people. That's right. And That's not colonial at all. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, my mother's recommendation was that this was a different type of story, so I went to go and see the movie. And she was correct in in that the story that they told wasn't the typical Tarzan story. Uh, spoiler alert for this movie, that was... It was okay. Um, is that Tarzan has left the jungle, is in England, and has... And there is motivation for him to return back to Central Africa to... To save them? Wow. To... Uh, I forgot what the fuck he was doing there but he was doing well, some that's, shit. That's well, as long the, as he does it with his well, shirt off I'm, that's all right, I'm saying. Right.
1: I mean you can avoid spoiling it for your co-host that might see it as well.
0: Right. Um, well well uh, yeah so I'm not I'm not going to uh, right cuz I, I you know so I intentionally, that's the brilliance that is me. I intentionally glossed over why he was going back. It's so you, you know, it's spoiler, not a spoiler but you didn't spoil it. Right. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. I You're didn't spoil anything. Yes. Yes. I, I am a genius. Oh yes. Uh, um, so <laughs> <laughs> do not so, encourage him. Yes. So the, so the, 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 the thing that I was left with was, okay, here we are in 2016. Uh, this movies uh, is starring Christoph Waltz, who I love. Mm. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson, who I respect highly and scores and scores of uh, black people. And the most powerful figure in this film, in the homeland of all these Africans, is this white dude who, who uh, was two weeks ago was in England. And um, it is it is amazing that. Here we are in the 21st century and and we're still telling these stories as if they are th- not only the norm, but, you know, completely plausible and believable. Um, so this spins into my question, Deb, to you. And that is what happened? Why do people suck? Your, what? Oh, sorry. All right. uh, oh, what
2: was that? <laughs> Why do people suck? <laughs>
0: right well no no I was gonna I was gonna ask what happened in your childhood what went wrong that made you care about black people
2: <laughs> well I'm convinced that, that I was that I am actually an alien and somebody dropped okay. yes. me in the wrong house um, you know I I have always just been deeply interested in, in what's not me mm-hmm. always like I still have this memory I was such a Annoying child, but um, <laughs> but I lived in books basically. So um, yeah. I was always just deeply interested in, in other people and other experiences. And you know, I remember going on a trip with my family and uh, renting a house that had all these these books. And I discovered um, the Diaries of Anaïs Nin, which, oh, uh, yeah. um, it, you know, and I was an early teenager, and I would just sit there and you know read that and think about oh, being a being intellectual, running around in Europe, like she was my Ayn Rand,
3: I think. Right. <laughs> um, um,
2: but but I don't know. I just I found I found my environment that I grew up in deeply boring mm-hmm. and deeply troubling, and um, and and in my own way I- experienced um, you know p- problems I- interpersonally. My 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 mother's side of the family is Polish, and like mm-hmm. like hundred percent.
0: Oh, like uh, Trump's family.
2: Yeah, no, he's German, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will I will stab you. <laughs> uh, which by the way, this is a total aside. Like anybody who knows me knows that I'm hugely tra- tangential. But um <laughs> I was I was playing The Witcher and actually I wasn't going to play The Witcher because it was everything was like Whitey, Nick White McWhite, dude. Right. But um but reading um Tariq, Yes. Um Yeah. <laughs> Like how many people have played that game because of him? Even though people accuse him of ruining video games, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I I started playing it, and and it was really interesting to me because it's it's a it's a based on a, a series by a Polish writer, and there's a lot right. of Polish yeah. people involved in it. And I noticed that they made they made all of the the trolls speak with a Russian accent, and. <laughs> Uh, I will tell you, as somebody of Polish heritage, I found that really hilarious. Right. <laughs> um, but so, so my mother's family was Polish, and so I, I experienced a lot of that, like Polak joke kind of thing. Sure. Um, my father, it was adopted, so we don't really know, but mm. but it's assumed uh, Irish and and German, but heavy on the Irish. Right. Um. So, uh, so I just was really always just interested in learning about other things and other places, other people, Um, and and I can't really say why, other than, I don't know, it's like a karmic thing, and I just don't want to have to come back again um, to this planet, but, um, but yeah, it's just, weird as it is, that's just how it's always been, Um, so it's not, it's not black people, quote-unquote, in particular, it's just, you know, I just think people... (laughs)
1: People. Now, now, do, do you find that to be sometimes a challenge when you talk to other, um, other, uh, uh, either Polish or like just just general white that don't kind of share the same sort of um,
2: or like the Irish people who try to talk to me about Irish slavery, for example. Yeah. Oh my! Oh yeah.
1: my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah could
0: I, could I, I, I have I, not. Can I, could I <laughs> <laughs> stop everybody for a second, please? Can I just just give me give me one second? Um, can you people? Because I've been approached by. Can you? Can you guys just stop? Can you? Can you stop with this they fucking can't. this fucking Irish slavery bullshit, please, please, please? Tell me about some other shit. Tell me about how the fucking uh, the the uh, Confederate flag means heritage and and some. Th- Spin me a yarn about that bullshit. Than this Irish slave. Um, there's. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh!
1: I'm sorry. All
2: lives matter. Look, right? man, this <laughs> yes.
1: is this is what the liberal this is what the liberal historians have done. They've
2: oh. yeah, but the, but it's also I, I mean, but that's why I I have been trying to to help my kids understand the larger context that they live within, right? right. And the, the the structural piece because everybody wants to get personal with it, you know. And everybody suffered, right? So for a lot of people, I think, um, contemplating what it means to be in an environment that that in a country that was built on slavery. Right. From its foundations. Yes. And if you consider yourself to be a modern person and you're, you know, super whatever, progressive, quote unquote, um, we're just trying to look forward. Um, right. In my experience, again, you, you cannot ignore the soup you were raised in. You cannot because right. it, it is what it is. And unless you consciously face it and you have people help you to see your your biases, you can't get out of it. You cannot.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and it, it, one of the things that I find that, that happens... Especially with sort of majority culture people, is it, it ends up feeling like an attack, right? That that somehow talking about these things is is an attack on them, like they personally enslaved people, right. and it's right. not the point. Um. So, it, but it's not something that that we're raised. S- still in this country to do. I mean, I you know when I got done ugly crying after watching Michelle Obama's speech because I just love her so much. Right. Um, I, I was really stunned to find how many people were shocked to hear that that she lives in a house that was built by slaves. Like, why is that?
0: <laughs>
1: wh- yeah.
2: Why is that news to anybody? Right.
1: Anyone. Why anyone? Well, well, uh, according to Bill O'Reilly, they were well fed and uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> <You're right>. compensated. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, and also that's when I get people going, what about those, what about those Irish slaves? And what about, oh, you know, people enslave each other all the time. Oh, my God. And, and, well, okay. Yes, that's true. It is. Slavery has been with us for, for, for many, many centuries and many cultures have, and people have enslaved one another. Right. But in the specific case of the United States, it does not matter.
0: Right yeah. Now, I, I, I will I will say I will say this really quickly, uh, an analogy that I've used uh, for some and I will use right now so that others, if they like it, can use is that if you are uh, non brown or black and are speeding and pulled over by the police, uh, so you don't have to worry about your life being in danger um, when the cop pulls you over and says that you're speeding, will your argument be? that there were other people speeding too and that's why you shouldn't get a ticket (laughs) or, you know, or are you just getting a ticket because you were fucking speeding? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that other people have been enslaved somewhere else in the world. Doesn't change the fact that we enslave people here in this country. Um, And, and, you know, I mean, the fact is that uh, this country is the greatest country in the history of the world because we had 250 years of free labor, mm-hmm. and then and then another 150 years of uh, reduced wage labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, you notice
2: that infrastructure is falling apart because oh, what you have to pay for it, right? Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. How does,
0: how does that work? Yeah. Uh uh-huh. yeah. How does that work?
1: Now, um, Dev, do you think that part of um, Now, you said before that, you know, that you really can't escape the bias on your own. You kind of need other people to work with. Does that tie into sort of your research on the brain? Like, is there like sort of a limit on how you can approach those kind of situations?
2: Yeah, well, so the the thing is that there's a lot of really interesting literature in habit formation. Right and, and there's this deep area in the brain called the basal ganglia, and I will not bore you with the details. But <laughs> um, but but really, the, 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 the whole thing is about categorization and trying to chunk stuff together and then selecting. Because the world is filled with any number of things we can pay attention to, right? So something has to bias our attention to particular things in the environment, right? So what we end up paying attention to is is based on previous experience and the emotional valence of those previous experiences, positive or negative. So, um, if you grow up in an environment where, for example, black people are constantly presented to you as threat, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In television, in discussions and in everything that is going to influence how you view your environment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and because it's so unconscious and because it's so, it's so outside of awareness, the only way you can really get at it is to have somebody else point it out to you and to go, oh, wow, I never thought about that. And then to Mm -hmm. deliberately try to change the habit. That's why when, when the, the therapeutic relationship works because the therapist is helping you to see your unconscious biases that's what transference is right it's like no this person isn't your mom
3: right
2: right the things that you're noticing in their behavior reminds you of your mom but they're not your mom right okay so it really does take discussion and sort of conscious attempts to shift your thinking to get you out of ways that you just habitually think about things.
1: Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I uh, thank you for that. Um, now we, we also know that there are, you know, I guess some people that, um, need more help than others in terms of, um, you know, of like communication, um, there's diagnoses like, um, ADHD and such that focus on, you know, on, um, you know, on, uh, People that like exhibit certain functions that like make it harder for them to, you know, to function in um, certain like scenarios. And like I was like really curious, like I know that like you're not a, a prescribing doctor, um, mm-hmm. but I figured that since you have done all this research in the brain that mm-hmm. that you might have a, uh, a you know, um, be able to talk about sort of like, you know, the uh, sort of. Drugs and like that kind of stuff that like we have out there to, to like address like executive how function, ADHD, comorbidities and like all that stuff. Is that something yep. that like you think is, you know, you know, is it something I don't I don't, I don't want to say is it a good thing, but is it something that I guess fits the research that you've seen? Because I've read a lot that, you know, we don't really understand sort of how a lot of these drugs really work. Because we don't know the brain that well, but we know that they do. So, what's what's like your opinion on sort of that that stuff?
2: Well, I mean, wh- one of the things people ask me, is, you know, is ADHD real, right? And 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 I say yes. I mean, I've published on it. it it's a real thing. Um, autism spectrum, it's real. Like right. d- d- neuro differences are real. However, um, how we understand them and how we decide what's pathological, for example, um, what's disabling, um, is, is context dependent, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, with ADHD and one of the reasons I do kind of what I do is to help really clarify what's going on with somebody. In in my experience, a lot of folks get diagnosed with ADHD and thrown on medicine when ADHD really isn't the thing,
3: Right. (laughs) right? Yeah.
2: But it's the you know, well, if you're jumping around and and you can't control yourself and you are um, in people's faces and you talk too much or whatever, then you must have ADHD,
3: right? (laughs)
2: However, you know what you might also have? You might as well have trauma because you're in an environment that is filled with violence and you are not given proper nutrition. And you are uh, treated badly by people. Okay, right. and so we have a tendency to just look at things behaviorally without understanding the larger context and without understanding the underlying biological aspects of it completely, mm-hmm. and right. then throwing medicine at the problem mm-hmm. to control behavior. and And in my work with um, sort of underserved communities in the area. A lot of families, especially of, of black kids, are understandably really nervous about medicine because they're like, "Well, is this just to try to control my kid?" Right? Mm-hmm, right. And, and with good reason. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm not somebody who tries to talk folks into using medicine unless I really have a good sense of what's driving behavior because anxiety can look a whole lot like ADHD. And stimulant medications are, are really fabulous for ADHD that is the kind of ADHD that responds to stimulant medication.
3: Right, right.
2: Right? I mean, it can make – I've seen it make a, a huge difference in people's lives. Um, but it can also make things a, a whole lot worse if it's not used properly. Yeah. And, yeah. and I am not a believer in using medication as um, virtual handcuffs on people's behavior. And um, – I do not like coercive ways of handling people, so I, I, I have a subspecialty in autism spectrum, and I am really vehement in my objection to a lot of ABA practices. The applied behavioral analysis is sort of the has been considered the gold standard of how you work with autistic people, right. unless you talk to autistic people who <laughs> right, develop right. PTSD because yeah. people you know, talk to them about how they have right. to make eye contact and you know keep their hands quiet. Yeah, you know? so um, I, I think just as whiteness ends up being centered, there's a a way that being neurotypical gets centered as well, and that if your actions are not considered um, typical, then you are in frankly grave danger. Yeah, and I you know have had multiple conversations with with families of color who have children on the autism spectrum and they are terrified. Absolutely terrified. And, and with good reason.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, Deb, I have two questions that are uh, not related whatsoever, but I'm going to ask, ask <laughs> them both at the same time. What? Yes. I'm going to ask them both at the same time <laughs> and ask you to just go ahead and float right into the next one. Um, you know, <laughs> Just just you know record scratch in terms of tangents uh, so so the first is what do you think th- us as a society um from from a societal standpoint and from a a uh, government standpoint from a from a legislative standpoint um, we need to do to um help us focus on mental health as a, a true health epidemic, um, the same way that we look at other, other portions of the body. Um, and, and then the, the other question is, uh, you work with kids. I know you work with video games with kids. You are a respected neuropsychologist, one of the very few in the country in your field, how dare you uh, infuse video games into your treatment and into your talks? (laughs) Because we know that video games rot the brain.
2: Well, it's true. They do. Okay. And I am a tool of Satan, in
0: case you didn't know. All right. There you go. But you Um, answered the second question first. (laughs) Well, you know,
2: that's me. I have a short attention span. I I do what I can. Um, So... In terms of the mental health thing, I don't like using the term epidemic, and, and partly because um, folks like <coughs> Jill Stein, <coughs> um, you know, talk about autism as if it's some um, like you know. What one of my <laughs> one of my sayings is just say no to autism tragedy porn. Right. Um, that that it's not an epidemic. Right. Um, but, uh, neurological and cognitive differences have always been with us, and sure. but it's something that has been so. Kind of shamed and misunderstood. And so, you know, so people who had, you know, who, who heard voices or whatever, they were witches, so we burned them, right? right. So um, I see it less as an epidemic and, and more as just a fact of life and that everybody has differences. But part of what makes, uh, determines whether somebody is disabled or not is whether or not they can. Um, deal with the demands of their environment, right? And mm-hmm. so we have, the, the current environment is just so chaotic. It's so filled with conflicting information and and uh, it's very hard to keep up with, right? And differences end up being very quickly pathologized. Like we expect children to be able to sit in desks for eight hours a day.
0: Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. Right? It's so ridiculous.
2: Um, when that's just not, it's not adaptive. People need right. to get up. They need to move around. Mm-hmm. You know, they're expected to just, you know, like open up their heads on a on a hinge and shove content in.
3: Right.
2: Without thinking critically about what the material is, right? right? So um I, I think that uh, I I don't know how to put this other than, you know, everybody has their center point, but I I happen to think in, in our country at this point in time um Everything comes down to first starting about race.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if, How if dare you, you? I know. How I'm, dare you? I know. But, but if you won't, can't think about it, if you can't acknowledge it, like, and, and just deal, right? right. Um, and you can't think about gender. Right. And you can't think about um, religious belief. Right? right. Like you can't make room to have it there be room for lots of difference within there. And mm-hmm. and we we tend to be very binary in our thinking and to try to think about what's normal. Right. Yeah. And and if we don't find a way to make difference okay within the context of of, of laws and regulation. Like I, I'm a believer that, that we need to have laws. Mm-hmm. Um, people can be evil. People can do really terrible things to one another. And mm-hmm. so having a system of rules that people need to follow just makes sense, right? Right. But then attaching, like, very rigid moral standards to that that, that don't allow for differences between people gets folks in trouble. So, uh, so again, I mean, I do work for the Federal Public defender's Office, and I see folks with developmental disabilities – who are products of the school-to-prison pipeline.
3: Right, right.
2: You know, and um, who get sucked into stuff that they don't understand and get thrown in prison, right? right. So um, I, I think that having a better understanding of neurodevelopment, and, and this is why I go back to the sensory motor stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every, we all grow out of, of sensory motor function. We all start out about how we move what our senses are, um, how we can manage our, 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 our behavior. And helping people to develop more ability to manage their own behavior and to be able to communicate with one another is a super important early thing. We tend to focus more on ideas and content instead.
0: Right. Right.
2: Right? So we have yeah. this real top-down approach to things as opposed right. to a bottom-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm much more interested in the bottom-up piece. So, and that's where video games fit in, right? That mm. that video games and media in general um, are a way for people to um, self soothe a lot of times, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. if you've been working all day and you're tired, it's nice to be able to come home, put your feet up, and play some games. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. N- now, now the. There was one quote in one of your talks um, called the Pokemon in the room, which I really <laughs> enjoyed, um, especially now that Pokemon Go is kind of taking over everything. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's
2: it's got such great therapeutic
3: stuff yeah.
1: that you can do with it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to read the quote for the uh, listeners, and then I'll ask the questions. So the quote is, uh, games and devices are not physically addicting as opposed to drugs and alcohol. But they're highly rewarding and, and, and use can develop into habit in problematic ways. Pay careful attention to your child's level of irritability. The sweet spot of playtime is different for everyone. Having clear and consistent rules and boundaries about time for electronics helps helps immensely, especially for people who are sensitive to change. So I think that like this was a really cool thing that kind of like, you know, I think plays into a lot of what i hear a lot from my friends that are parents because they Mm -hmm. they grew up you know gaming as much as they wanted and they realize that some moderation of you know not only gaming but of most things Mm -hmm. um you know that that usually is is like the best thing my question is um and, and you know as as like a mother i'm sure you've dealt with this kind of directly but in practice how does this usually play out because I'd imagine that there's a lot of pressure and it's not like you can explain to your, you know, child the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, scientific benefits of, uh, not <laughs> right. playing Gears of War for, uh, 12 hours. Straight. Six
2: hours. Right. Yeah. So one of the things I talk about with people when they try to be like, tell, you know, how much time should my child be on their iPad or how much time should my child be playing video games? Um, I I try to shift it a little bit to thinking about um arousal, right? To your your arousal level and irritability.
3: Yeah. Baby. And
2: you know, ugh, <laughs> you never change. Um so but but seriously, like if you're super stressed out and you need to hyperfocus a little bit, you know, you can spend some time playing, but you can tell when somebody starts getting like overstimulated, right? You can tell when people start getting irritable when they've done when they've done it too long,
3: mm-hmm. right?
2: So I think it's more of an individual thing. Sure. Um, I, I think that making kids get off the Internet and, you know, get off games every 20, 30 minutes to do something physical is usually a good idea. Um, but I also know that once somebody, and again, depending on somebody's tendency to hyperfocus, like, so I, I see a lot of kids on the autism spectrum, and they'll get on a, a game or an app, and then their parents will be like, okay, that's enough time now, and then they have a meltdown right so right. what you need to do instead is to have like a schedule and say like make it not personal and say here here's the deal you know put it in front of you it's very concrete very explicit you know here's the timer
3: <laughs> like so
2: it's not me causing you pain and torture this is just the rule right mm-hmm. it's not personal like the more you can have things be not personal with kids the better like i have and the more you can keep a sense of humor is better i had a kid in my office one day who was just he was not having it he was rolling around on the floor he was like i'm not doing this and Mm -hmm. i pointed to the empty wall and said did you not see the sign Mm -hmm. he said what sign i said the sign that says no whining (laughs) and he went i don't see a sign there i'm like it's right there it says no whining (laughs) and and then he went
3: "Uh." (laughs) he started laughing right
2: um so uh, like like It's really important to have a sense of humor. I mean, and one of the things I I talk about all the time with with parents and and with other professionals is that if you don't have a sense of humor, everything is much harder, especially if you don't have a sense of humor about yourself, Mm -hmm. Right. particularly if you're an authority figure because there's always this, like, is my authority going to be questioned? And then, you know, then what's going to happen, right? Right. so if you if you have a sense of humor and you 're not rapidly put into a, a shame place you know so so when I you know circling back to talking about race with people um for a lot of white people, if you talk about privilege, you know which i always I always define privilege as the shit you don't have to think about
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. um that it's not a thing you earn. It's not a thing you can give up. I mean, when I was in graduate school, somebody would talk about this teacher. Everybody was like obsessed in love with him. I thought he was a narcissistic asshole. But anyway, um, they talked about how oh he gave up his privilege, and I was like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> for lunch?
2: Like yeah, like <laughs> gave it up for what, <laughs> what do you mean he gave up his privilege? I'm sorry, like that does not compute for me. Right. Um, you cannot. It's because you didn't earn it. How are you going to give it up? Right. right. But it's but it's be aware of it. And then if you've got it, why not, you know, instead of feeling guilty about it and being like, Oh, I'm paralyzed with guilt because of this privilege I have that I didn't earn. It's like, well, why don't you use it and do something useful with it? Like stop tormenting people of color with your guilt. Like right. nobody cares. <laughs> so, um, so, so I think it, having a sense of humor about things is really important. Like I am very clear about the fact that I'm a privileged white lady and I miss mm. tons of stuff. Like, like I'm like, every day I find new ways that I'm a giant asshole. So, um, but I have people in my life who will go like, wow, wow, you're, you know, rethink, you know? And I can go, Oh God. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, if you don't have people that you can trust to call you out on stuff, then it's a problem. And one of the, the challenges with kind of call out culture is, not understanding that right like if you're going to call somebody out you need to know that you are shaming them and one of the most primitive emotions is shame and when somebody gets into a shame state they literally it's like you can't see you can't hear shame is very powerful and and when somebody's in a shame state they go into fight flight Mm -hmm. right and then there's no conversation
0: right yeah so
2: it's not like people of color need to you know be careful about you know dominant culture people's feelings because oh they're so important um but it's also to understand why it's so important for dominant culture people to be calling each other out on things and not leaving that work to people of color to do
0: right right absolutely the the um one of the i, I, ma- I
2: was tangential again i'm sure i didn't answer your question
0: oh no mm-hmm. um I, I i think you hit the right i think all of those words answered lots of questions um but it led me to another one a uh, segue the uh which is uh that the fact that that you in your talks um you wind up to- talking a lot about the things that you've been talking about here um where are you speaking um where are people who are typically who are the people that are are uh, calling you up and saying, "Hey, I want you to come in and uh, talk to some white people. We found some. Uh, <laughs> really hard to find.
2: You have to. I mean, you got to lift up a lot of rocks to find. Yes, them, honestly. exactly. Um, um, well, so right now I don't have any speaking engagements planned. Although, you know, if if Hillary wins, you know, feel free to to call me to be on some committees. Because sure, I'll, I'll do that. Um, we so we have the podcast basically right. to talk about this stuff because, you know, nobody's calling me to talk right now. Every once in a while, you know, I get I get calls to talk, but um, I don't have anything coming up right now other than the podcast.
0: <laughs> All right. Um,
2: but, you know, call me. Hey, hello, people. Right. I'm, I'm always happy to be guest on right. other podcasts, too.
0: So.
1: There you go. They, I mean, you know and... I like
2: to talk. I'll talk at the opening of a
0: grocery store. Like
1: <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> you'll be a greeter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't go to Walmart. Sorry. Right.
0: <laughs> Uh, Walmart to-
2: and Chick Fil A, nope. nope. Yes,
0: oh, thank you. Oh man, nope. and Hobby Lobby, nope. Mm-mm. And Hobby Lobby, um, and Hobby Lobby, nope. Yeah, no Hobby Lobby, and uh, nope. you could you could you could greet a Target and uh, show them where the leaning, <laughs> leaning tower of bookcases are. Yeah. Oh, exactly. They, they lean. <laughs> and
2: I can go to Ikea, which, by the way, I pronounce as Ikea because that's how we do it in Sweden. Oh, okay.
0: How we do it. Are, when, when did you become French and Swedish? No, there's uh, no French. I got no French in me. Yeah, None. you said, well, you said we. So, you know, we the, no, we. Uh, so so I,
2: I actually lived in, in Sweden for a year. Oh, really? To, uh, yeah, I went oh, to university. Oh. University in in Lund, oh. in southern Sweden. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey son, hey son,
0: Oh man. So you know, uh, before uh, I talk about uh, uh, another another great um, product, um, what was that? What was that like going to? You know, you 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 know one of the things that you are are hyper aware of is. Others and and different cultures and 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 uh, you know people that aren't part of the dominant culture, and mm-hmm. you went to one of the whitest places on earth. Indeed,
2: um, I did. How? Indeed, wh- I did.
0: What What was that experience like? Uh, you know, as a as an American, you know, going around, going someplace, uh-huh. and 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 understanding what that really means to actually be an American. Um, you know, you, it was eye opening. Yeah, was the you're... first
2: time I actually understood how um, how how filtered our news was. I mm. had been under this impression that you know it's America, right. home of the free and the brave, and you right. know we're yeah. conscience of the world. Right. And then I went to Sweden and had a completely different view. I mean, that aside from the the kind of homogeneity of the country, mm. um, they are pretty progressive in a lot of ways yes. and um so it was the first time i had access to <laughs> the shit we were doing it was in the 80s right <laughs> so um i my mind was sort of blown by just just from all the cocaine like yeah no yeah no. but and also you know i went to the soviet union when it was still the soviet union wow when i was nice. yeah when i was wow. in sweden i took the opportunity to take a, a trip wow. yeah, and went to the soviet union it was really very interesting and also um in, in the context of the kind of dealing with Russia today it was very interesting right. um, but but also I lived in a dorm with a lot of international students and one of the one of the guys in my dorm was from Somalia
3: hmm.
2: and we spent a lot of time talking about how difficult it was for him to adjust because it, it you know Swedes are very progressive in a certain way, but there is also a very significant racist undercurrent there. That's pretty profound. Um, and they're also really like, like not they're they're not super friendly people. Like when you know Swedish people, they are the most loving, wonderful people on the planet. Like they're just, they're, they're like, once you know them, you're they you're, they're your friends forever, but they don't have that superficially friendly American thing going, Mm -hmm. you know? So it really takes time to get to know people there. Um, so it was, it was a mixed bag for me. And also I was in southern Sweden. I was in Lund. Mm. And so I actually spent a lot of time in Copenhagen because I, mm. I, I really like Denmark a lot.
3: Right.
2: Um, and one of the things that was really striking about me, my friends and I joked about it, was that Sweden and the United States were like, like mirror opposite doppelgangers about sex and alcohol. Like right. they are super co- progressive and people walk around naked, you know, right. and they're like super, you know, but they have government liquor stores and people just get oh. crazy drunk. Oh. Bad word. Crazy. I shouldn't use that ableist. Anyway, they get wildly <laughs> drunk. Um, and, and when I was in Denmark, which doesn't have the government liquor stores, anytime they'd see somebody like passed out in the gutter, they'd point and go "Swede," Right. Mm, wow. So, <laughs> uh, so every, you know, every culture has their own like weird stuff. Like, right. like. Uh, so, it, so it was very interesting to me just, just paying attention to ways that different groups of people, other yeah. other groups of people
0: <laughs> Right.
2: You know, it just seems to be something that people do. Yeah. And, and so if you understand that about how people are and you don't try to deny it then you can start to work with it to try to like integrate those parts of ourselves and not be letting that stuff lead.
0: Wow, wow. Deborah, you are fascinating. Yes. And uh, this is episode one twenty seven of the Spawn on Me Podcast. I am Cicero Holmes. He is Sharif Jackson. You. and our guest is Dr. Deborah Budding. We will be right back. When you're when you're of a certain age, you become a grown up and you move into your own place. Uh, sometimes you have pictures uh sometimes you have art um but not all the time um and you know we take a lot of pictures on our phones we put we post them on facebook we post them all over the place ig snap whatever um the kids are doing these days um but you know sometimes you want those memories to last and you want them to to, you want to be able to hold them physically and that's where fracture comes in uh fracture you go there Uh, You upload your photos or use one of the photos that are that are there on the site and you are able to within a week receive an affordable glass recreation of your photo in a borderless, like I said, glass uh, enclosure. So you don't need to frame it um, and it's everything that you need to hang it up on the wall, display this uh, new piece of art is in the box for you uh and it's it's i like i can't emphasize how much uh how little it is and i can't emphasize how much how little it is because it is super (laughs) it is super affordable it really it really is um i've i've got a few they're amazing they i really really love this company um, you guys will love them too. You guys need to go and check them out. Go to fracturemecom slash podcasts and just answer the one question survey where they ask you who sent you and you'll tell them the wonderful people over in Bricago, the spawn on me podcast. Uh, and, uh, and then there's a code that you'll get where you'll get a discount and, uh, use that and get some awesome shit from, from fracture. Um, and I want to thank Fracture for uh, sponsoring us and everyone else on ESN. All the thank you, Fracture, ESN. Yeah, thank you very Yay, much. Yay, Fracture! Welcome back to the Spawn on Me podcast, episode 127, featuring the amazing Dr. Deborah Budding. Um, we, uh, you know, from the from the break on the on the uh, the on side A of the record of nice. the album. Date yourself. Uh, Everybody you. knows B sides best, right? B side <laughs> wins again, man. Um, we we talked about uh, just I mean all sorts of really amazing neurological uh, nerd shit. Um, that is <laughs> that is a technical term, and um, and and really, I, I, look, Doctor Budding is she's the shit. She's, she's a shit. And, and you know, we, got to, we really got to, to find out um, how amazing she truly is. Um, but now uh, we're also going to find out how amazing she is in the arena of gaming with regards to her current catalog. So we haven't done this in a while. Um, but, you know, there have been some really, really great games of note that have, that have uh, released recently. So you know, let's let's kind of go around the horn and, and find out what everybody's playing. So Deb, Deb, what are you playing right now?
2: Okay, I had surgery last week. Okay. So um, so I haven't been playing much of anything. I had these grandiose ideas. I was actually watching um, Ka and and Tanya DePass playing <laughs> Street Fighter, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what? I am super bad at fighting games, and I. I'm going to be doing nothing but recovering from surgery on my foot. So I'm going to learn how to play it. Right. So (laughs) I got it and I spent probably 15 minutes and then I was like, Nope.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Turns
2: out, turns out the whole combination of Norco and fighting games is not Mm. good. So stop doing that. Um, So I've mostly been playing, well, I have this this fondness for Sailor Moon drops, which I play on my phone. I'm not ashamed, um, and I've been playing a lot of Witcher. You know, I I I never thought that I would love that game, but I, I've been really enjoying playing it. I don't really like to play dudes in games right. per se, and not not really white dudes either. But um, but it's the stories have been great. I've been really enjoying it, and I'm on Team Yennefer, in case anybody cares. Nice. Um, but um, and I've been watching my kids play. Like uh, we have Overwatch, and um, <laughs> my my youngest son um, is on my account to play Overwatch. So anybody who knows me on Battle Tag, including somebody I know who works at Blizzard, <laughs> you know, he keeps trying to message me, and I'm like, dude, it is. I am not playing. Like if you see somebody playing, especially if they are really like good, it's not me. Yeah. It's not me. <laughs> Um, so I've tried to play Overwatch because like, I, I love the game, but I'm just shooting man games are not my thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm just very bad at them, so I like to watch other people play them. Um, now,
1: now, do uh, you know which what uh, heroes that your son uses? in Overwatch? Yeah, uh,
2: like um, he and his cousins play a lot. They like Roadhog. They like um, Hanzo.
3: Okay.
2: They offensive. like yeah. Um, they like diva.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, my husband plays a lot, and and one of the things he's he's literally uh, he we our computers are next to each other in our home office, and basically I kicked him out um, <laughs> nice. to to do this, and so basically he's like, excuse me, because if he were here, all you would hear would be loud cursing nice. about nice. the. The 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 incompetent people who are on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so this is this is a this is a heavily Overwatch house. Okay. I, I, nice. I have to say, people playing a lot of Overwatch. Um, also Rocket League. A lot of people are playing Rocket oh, League. Yeah. Destiny, not my mm-hmm. game, but mm. b- but a lot of Destiny playing happens in this house. Um, we're we'll also replaying Psychonauts. Um, oh, great game. And, uh, I love that game. It's really, we actually invested in the Kickstarter for Psychonauts too.
1: Nice. Um, I did as well.
2: Yeah. So, um, and, and the, the new game that, that Tim Schaefer put out th- that just came out, have you played it? I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Headlander.
1: Yes. Um, oh, Yeah. I definitely,
2: I, I'm planning on getting that and, and playing it. Um, but I really haven't had the attention span to be playing much games lately just because I've got my foot up and, you know, so I'm just being grumpy on Twitter, which is what I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I, I'd say that's, that's about it for my game playing right now.
0: Ah. So, so there, there is no, uh, no Dance Central happening right now for everybody. Not for at Dan, the moment. Everybody. <laughs> Not at the moment.
2: There is, there is there's only, there is only um, have, you know, very gingerly walk in a 20-pound boot. Ugh. Right
0: now. Oh, so you gotta you so basically you have one one half of a pair of ewings on your feet right now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, shout out! Shout out to Patrick
1: Ewing. Um, shout out to <laughs> P- Patrick chewing. Uh, yes, Patrick chewing. Like those Snickers commercials were great. They were great. What's up, Ryan? Oh, that just made me think of um,
2: a Michael Jordan. But I'm not going
0: to oh, say anything. Oh case. yeah, well, yeah. Well, you
2: know. <laughs> we're not going
0: there. All right. Yeah, mixed <laughs> mixed bag of things. So mixed bag. <laughs> so uh, Reef, I'm going to let you go last because I know that I know what? that you're. I, because I'm going to save the best for last. I know that. Uh, oh, nice. Save. Oh, you know when games. he says nice that save. that he's
2: got some of his sleeve.
0: Yeah, the, your <laughs> breath of games is 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 going to is um, impeccable. Yeah, it is impeccable. It's going to shame. mine. That is mine. true. It is going to shame mine. So, um, there there are a couple of things that that I've been playing, um, but but what I'm un, like irrationally excited about is the day that you guys are listening to this, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I will be unwrapping my Xbox One S. I am irrationally excited to have this. Um why? You know, it, it is, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I can't, I, I really, honestly, I cannot rationalize why I am so excited to to get a brand new version of the exact same console that I already have. Um, Is it
2: purple? Does it have sparkles on it? And, like yeah. it what makes but
0: it, it it's, it's 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 white, and it has two terabytes of so it's got like four times the the <gasps> disk space of the original. No. Um, uh, but but it also has uh, the ability to use 4K um, to to view 4K uh, 4K video yeah. and and HD Blu-rays or or 4K Blu-rays. You can already do
3: that with the Xbox
2: One.
0: You, you can watch regular Blu-rays, but not 4K. Yeah, not, yeah, not it, 4K Blu-rays. It can't
1: output to a 4K mm. TV 4K. and stuff like that. Right, infrared.
0: right. So, um, so I'm 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 mm. rationally excited about that. Also comes with new controllers that are Bluetooth enabled. Um, mm. But I'm
2: just I'm I'm thinking now.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh how much is it? So, um that that is that is the rub, right? So the 2 terabyte version uh that is releasing on August 2nd is 299. Um what? No, no, no. It is 399. I think it's 399. Yeah. It's 399. Oh shit, I'm am mm. spending a lot of money. Um so it's it's 399 for the 2 terabyte version. Um, and then on August 23rd, there will be a one terabyte version and a 500 gigabyte version of the Xbox One S also releasing um, for 349 and $299 respectively. Uh, so that so you have all all of these different disks, uh, hard drive sizes available to you. Um, hmm. and if you haven't bought an Xbox one, uh you're not looking for a much smaller one, I, I can tell you guys firsthand uh from seeing it at E three, it is much smaller, it is much sleeker, uh the uh the uh, power supply is internal. We don't know how that's a actually block. gonna yeah, a is that a good thing? I don't know I don't know if that's a good thing to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I am I am kinda I am right. kinda scared of uh you know, what's a good they, thing aesthetically? Well, yes, aesthetically, yes, but uh, but in terms of performance,
1: yeah, in terms I don't know of,
0: if that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it is still whisper quiet, um, but, you, you know, it's whisper quiet on the E3 floor, so <laughs> maybe it's turbine engine loud and, you know, it's just on the E3 show floor, so... Um, so are yeah, you gonna so, get a
2: 4K TV to go along with it, or do you oh, already
0: have that? Oh, fuck yeah! Um, so Costco's
2: got great deals on those. By yeah, way, yeah. They,
0: yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, just saying,
2: I don't know that you know from personal experience, or anything,
0: but I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw it somewhere, right? You, you know, you know somebody who knows somebody about it. I know a guy. Know right. A guy. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so if you guys are in the market for either an upgraded uh, Xbox One, you do have a 4K TV, and you want to watch. Uh, uh, jessica jones or the upcoming luke cage on netflix in 4k oh, uh, oh, you can, or stranger, you can. Yes.
1: or stranger things yes
0: stranger things i've Strang- heard really yes. good things yes stranger things or marco polo even marco polo is great I haven't um, seen by that. the way mm-hmm. yeah <coughs> uh, excuse me but uh yeah so you guys uh, august 23rd you can spend uh 299 or 349 for a 500 gigabyte or one terabyte version of the xbox one s if you don't want to do that and you just want to get into the Xbox family, do the Xbox Play Anywhere, uh, the old school Xbox One, the big black one, um, is is now reduced to two forty nine, which is uh, fifty bucks. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you save <laughs> 50 bucks. You, you save fifty bucks over the the version <laughs> that is comparable without four K. Um, mm-hmm. But I think basically this it's a fire sale. Um, the, the old school Xbox One will probably be phased out. I don't think they'll be making many more of them. They'll probably really slow down production on those. Uh, and then the Xbox One S will probably be the Xbox One going forward until the Scorpio releases next year. Oh um, and God. I can tell you firsthand what that's all about. Um, now on to games I think it's uh, a little bit game... of a
1: mess man a, a, <laughs> yeah, a little too many skews for my life there
0: there, there <laughs> are there are uh there are now or at the end of by the end of august there will be four skews shout out to danny peña danny Pena four skews hashtag choice he was correct uh mm-hmm. damn it damn it damn it um but, yeah, games, games that I'm playing, you know, as a result of being at uh, E3 and uh, having family all over the place and doing all the things that I, that I wind up doing during the course of my days and weeks, I haven't been gaming much. I just, for the very first time, 48 hours ago played overwatch for for, um, and, Ooh. and uh, what'd you do?
2: What'd you play? Who'd you play? Oh,
0: I played, I started with McCree. Um, okay. just uh, like, so McCree, he's OP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, is he, so I, you know, I just looked, he, he spoke to me. Um, he's got a belt buckle
1: that a says
0: <laughs> on it. Um, and he, he's got a, you know, a lit cigar in his mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's me that's mm-hmm. you know and he's white that's me there you go. that's you right. for sure. um yeah. so yeah so i'd like the, the the first character the first hero that i used was mccree and um i was able to play with uh our homeboy uh from uh Fambro's show dj ben Hamine. shout out to ben what up bro? uh and uh and man the game is uh, you know like it's fun. I, right. I knew I knew it was fun. I knew that, you know, everyone was was, was saying that it was a lot of fun and, and um, you know, people have been talking about it for months. Uh, but you know, when you actually get a chance to play it, you're like, Oh, holy shit, like this is if it's your bag, like if you can play yeah. shooters and, and you you know, you kinda um, can can get a positive feedback loop from playing a first person shooter Man, it is just—it's just It's super really, fun. Yeah, I can't play really first-person well shooter
2: games, and I, when, when I play, I usually play either Farah or mm. um, either Farah mm. or Reaper.
0: Oh, okay, oh, yeah. wow, yeah.
2: Um, badly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: When, but, I, I played in the beta, and oh, okay. um, and so I, you know, I really shouldn't stink as much as I do, given <laughs> how much I played it. But I do, and so now that everybody's playing it, and yeah. and it matters that I just I tend not to play unless it's. You know, two in the morning or something when right. I won't especially if, you know, I don't want anybody who works at Blizzard to see me playing because it's
0: humiliating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's, it's a good game. It is game. it is really it is really, really good. Um I got to play with uh our good friend Glenn White, uh Justicar on on, uh, on Twitter and, and a couple of his friends, uh some of whom are, are people if you're in the Xbox community, you will know but I won't name by names. Um <laughs> And, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it, it was just, the, the game is a lot of fun. You can pick up and play it. Uh, if you have a half an hour to, to play something, uh, it's definitely a game that you can do. You can have a, a few the matches sessions are short, yeah, you know, like my, sessions, my kids seven minutes.
2: play MOBAs, you know, when right. they well, they'll play Dota or they'll play, you know, one of the other games and, and you get in there and you're in playing for 20, 40 minutes right. and, yeah. and. With right. with this, you can just hop in right. and have a quick match and get out. Right. Which, That's great. Especially as being the mom, going like, "Get off the computer!" Get <laughs> <Right>. um,
3: <laughs>
2: They can <laughs> they can say just ten more minutes, mom, and, yeah. and I'll be like, "I know," and you know, right? Right, right. I know, and, and, exactly. and I know it's
0: only, it, 10 more it minutes, right. only ten, minutes. and it is only ten minutes. Get them uh, off the much, computer because right.
1: like the yeah, less road hogs, the better. Yeah. <laughs> so get them off.
0: <laughs> so my uh, my son who uh, is here, uh, famously is here with me, is, uh, he makes me proud. He is much, much better um, at games than I am. And uh, his his gamer tag is Top Reaper 29 on Xbox Live. Uh, he, of course, when he <laughs> has to choose a hero, plays as Reaper. And uh, last night, like I said, I was playing with Glenn White and uh, other folks I played with him for like an hour and then he was like, oh, can I get one match in? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> uh, and uh, so I let them, I you know, I asked them if it was OK. They said it was OK. I went to bed. And then uh, right before I jumped on, uh, right before I jumped onto this recording, I took a look to see uh, my stats because he played as me. And, oh, I bet they went up. Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he played as Reaper one time and and he <laughs> obliterated all of my best all of my best moments. Um so he's he's made me look Now even he's grounded. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, your your punishment is you got to play as me all the time. Uh, <laughs> just let me stay on the microphone. Um yeah, so so uh Overwatch is fantastic. It is um as I was telling Reef earlier today uh, I've played a, a bunch of games. I have played a bunch of games that have made me feel um, things, uh, and this year. But this is the game that's made me smile the most that I played this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. So I, I I really look forward to uh, playing a lot more. Um, Blizzard, you guys have done it again. And uh, yep. um, I also I also purchased uh, Inside, which I haven't played yet. Um,
2: oh, I've heard that's really good. Yes,
0: exactly. And I also purchased We Happy Few, uh, which <laughs> is in preview right now for the Xbox One. You can get, uh, you can PCs, download it yeah. for free uh, for uh, and PC. You can download it for free, or you can purchase it uh, in the preview program for thirty bucks. Which means that when the game finally does go gold, uh, and you know all the bugs are rele- you know are out or what have you. Uh, You will get the game for the price that you paid, and you won't have to pay any more. So I'm really, really looking forward to uh, playing those games and uh, showing, uh, uh, telling Bricargo exactly what my experiences with those games have been. Um, But I do know that uh, Sharif has played Inside, and he has some feelings about it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh I mean I'm not going to get into spoiler territory uh with it cuz it really is a game the 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 less you know about it the better. Um but I think it's safe to say that even if you didn't like the previous game Limbo, um this is very different from that game. Um the one thing that I will say is that number 1 it's a you know, it's a 2D puzzle platformer. So if you don't like platforming and you don't like puzzles, it might not be for you. Um, mm. It's also very dark.
2: Do- I like puzzles. I suck at platforming,
1: though. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's also fairly dark. Yeah. Um, it definitely has some dark moments and some dark humor. Um, you know, and I know that that doesn't appeal to you know to everyone as well. If you can get past those sort of caveats, I think this is a must play. Um, it's about three or four hours um, and it just tells a complete a complete end to end story but still leaves a lot of speculation and interpretation as to what exactly happened so it's really like a great piece of art where like everyone has this experience but everyone can debate and like talk about exactly what they think the like meanings of this character or this part of it um, are Um, and it just flows really well and it does it all with, um, you know, um, basically without using voice or anything like that. So it's all just you absorbing what's going on. I mean, there's sound effects and like that kind of stuff, but there's, it's not like someone like sitting you down and shoving the narrative down your face, you know, um, So I would highly, highly recommend it if you can get around those uh, those like caveats. This is definitely on my uh, short list for game of the year for sure. Um, I think it'll be on a lot of people's short list. Um, it's just super high quality, and I read that it took them about four or five years to get this whole thing done, and it shows. This is like extremely high quality game.
0: And the and the the playtime. <clears throat> excuse me. The playtime is relatively short, right?
1: Yep. Four or five yeah. hours. Yeah, it's, it's about if if like you're like me and like you like to sort of look at different things and like really look for the secrets. It'll take you about four hours. Um, you could blast through it in probably two and a half if like you were just wanted to get to the end. Um, right. But you know, I, I but the, the like game is so beautiful and there's so many just greatly designed set pieces that a, a lot of times I would just go around and just sort of marvel at the way that they sort of sort of like really laid down the uh background and like everything. So just just a fantastic game. Um Oh
2: man. I don't know. I may have to play it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. Um and the platforming, I mean there is platform, but it's not like super difficult platforming. But the yeah. but the puzzles can get pretty challenging. Um yeah. so like I would say you know, if you don't like platforming, I'd say maybe you'll like it. But if you don't like puzzles, you probably definitely won't because.
2: I actually like puzzles. Because th- I'm just, I'm bad at platforming. Like that, my husband says on my, on my gravestone, it will say she hated platforming and ugliness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see. He's already got it planned out. So that's right. Yeah. That, should I be worried? That is, that, is, that is marriage in a nutshell. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so um in addition to Inside, um just like Deb said, I've gone back to Witcher 3. Um now Witcher 3 is a game that I did not finish when I originally played it because there were just too many other things out, but since I upgraded my video card so that I could run the Oculus Rift, um I decided to go back to The Witcher 3 and that game looks it's so
3: gorgeous. So
1: beautiful. Oh God, it's so like gorgeous. it is it's gorgeous. Like, the weather
2: effects? Ugh. It's
1: kind of breathtaking. Like It's kind of like yeah. um, still now. I mean, the game is almost a year old, and I still think um, if you can max it out, like it's the best-looking game out right now. Um, yep. And that's above yep. Uncharted 4, which I previously had as my best-looking game. But obviously, when you're playing... Which are 3 on the PC, like uh, you, you right. can get the 60 frames second and like all that stuff. And it just looks incredible. Um, but the thing is, I can't progress in the game because I keep doing side quests. All I do is side quests <laughs> in the game. I yeah, no, but side quests are great. I have no I mean, idea. Like, there's
2: so many fun stories. I know, but yeah.
1: it's like, I don't feel... This, what level are you? And this is either a good thing or I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like I've uh, played it for about 15 hours... Yeah, and I, I feel like I've barely progressed in the story. Like, yeah, barely. Um, yeah, but and then there's DLC, and the DLC. Oh, is I, awesome. I haven't even thought about the freaking DLC. It's so DC. good. But it's so good. But um, yeah, it's it's like one of those games where I'm having fun, so I don't care. You yeah. know, um, but I do. And you can
2: get Geralt haircuts and stuff like that. Like, I torment my my husband is a pretty serious gamer, so. I torment him by saying, I'm going to go play girl Barbie now. (laughs) It's like, don't say
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to
2: get him a haircut. Going to get him a shave. Yeah. It
1: (laughs) it is a fantastic game that definitely stands the, uh, you know, the uh, test of like all these other great games that have come out in the past year and it still, still hold strong. Um, yeah, the
2: writing in it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the dialogue options, like the intonations, yeah. like the voice acting itself, I think is like pretty yeah. good. Even though Gerald is your typical kind of grizzled, like, oh God, you, you know, like he kind of yeah. has that character, but, yeah. but it doesn't bother he me in this He grows on game. you, though.
2: Yeah, he's really grown on me. I love Siri in this game. Like, oh, I wish yes. I could have a Siri game.
1: Yes. Yep. The Not the, the Apple Siri. Phone Don't personal say it. Don't even, I system. knew you were going to say it. Don't say <laughs> I mean, it. No Caesars, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so um I also uh as you said I also played the uh, double fine uh, re- recent game ca- called Headlander. I played about an hour and a half of it. Um really fun puzzler. Um essentially you're uh, you're like one of those Futurama heads and you can and, like you can <laughs> attach yourself to like different bodies and there's like different bodies that have sort of like different colors and those colors mean that you can go through certain doors that are marked with that color. So it's kind of like,
2: it's like costume quest in that way.
1: Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's like costume quest in Metroid because you're basically uh-huh. backtracking and like, and you're basically saying, Oh, I, I found a body that has this power and this color. Now I can go through that door. I passed right. four screens right, ago right, right. and do that. Yeah. Um
2: I like that kind of stuff. But
1: it's really fun the like uh you know it's like really funny um which which <laughs> kind of course right. It it which I expected because n- not only is it double five plug like is also a um adult swim. Um Oh. Right. Pro- oh. Right.
2: oh okay. Pro-
1: property right. as well. Um and yeah it's just it's just a it's a good looking game you know. Um so yeah I I definitely think that it's pretty cool. Um, I think I got it for about 15 bucks or so. So like, it's not expensive either. Um, and I think it's just, it's just PS4 and PC. Um, think so. I'll, I'll have to double check. It's on
2: now. PS4 though, right? Cause right now because yeah. of my foot thing, like I, I can't really play PC games cause I have to keep my foot up. So uh, I'm mostly playing on console when I do stuff right now. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's on, uh, it's on Xbox, but it's, but not it's, on, Xbox. it's on PS4, but yeah, but, um, yeah it, it's, 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 a fo- it's, it's, fun, well polished game as well. Um and I think finally, um, the the game that I'm probably also putting a lot of time and aside from Overwatch, which I do play every night. Um, <laughs> just for the record, I'm 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 a uh Mercy uh player. Um
2: oh, my husband plays Mercy a lot um, in and Lucio.
1: Yeah, I kinda moved on from Lucio to Mercy um just mm-hmm. because I like how she can really dart around the screen yeah. a lot, um, which I really enjoy. Um but I've recently been getting into uh May, the uh Ice Queen. Mm-hmm. That's that's like that's like what I call her at least the Ice Queen. Um mm-hmm. because I like just just like trolling people. You gotta
2: build those walls. Yeah,
1: exactly. I just <laughs> we're gonna build a wall. <laughs> you know? Um so uh, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, it, th- th- there's so many characters in the game that I haven't really played all of them. Right. And I've barely played the new character that they just released, um, Anna. Um, but you know I Did
2: you see Nico's article that she wrote? Apple Cider?
1: I did. A great article. I, it was really good. I did. There was like a great article by um at Apple Cider. Actually I don't think it's Apple Cider of Age anymore. I forgot her new Twitter handle, but um she' it's
2: Apple cider Witch.
1: Apple Cider Witch, yes. Um and I believe her article was in paste, I think. Yeah. Um on um the They uh,
2: also linked to it on Kotaku.
1: Yeah. On the uh new hero Anna who's like basically a a um, older woman, which you rarely see in a uh, game. She's a
2: kick-ass mom.
1: In uh, a general, and she's a mom, and she's a person of, of a color. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, she's like a you know she's of a, a a character that you don't see a lot of in in uh, games. Um, yeah. So um, aside from Overwatch, um, I've been playing Lawbreakers, um, the yeah. Alpha, which what is that? Um, it is um it's 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 a game by boss key. It's like a, it's like another shooty shoot game. Um and the But well, we don't have enough of those. And right. the and the uh whole concept behind it is that there are places on the level where you can break the laws of like gravity so like you can like fly around, blah blah blah. Ooh. And there's like you know, and like it's like a standard team based um game. Where, like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, capture the flag type modes and, like, mm-hmm. and, like, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's an alpha, so there's definitely a lot of bugs and, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, I enjoy kind of being with the game through the early stages and, like, and, like, hoping, uh, helping to, um, refine it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, that's those are the main games that, like, I've been going through as of late. Um, and, yeah, just having a lot of fun with those. Um, alright so I think with that um, see, do, do, do uh, you have anything else on the game side
0: I don't have anything else on the game side but I got plenty on the let's break it down side break it down yeah Alive, lies, women's, women's alive, All right, so our first piece of breakdown news—we're um, gonna, you know, we're gonna keep this rather short, but I'm gonna talk about things and make it long. Um, anyway, <laughs> is is yeah, um, famous
2: last words, right? Exactly, short.
0: <laughs> is um, that we finally have gotten some uh, concrete news or rumors that seem plausible about uh, Nintendo's new console, the NX, that is less than a year away from being released. Way now. less than. Sure. Um,
2: I'm going to hold my breath.
0: Right, right. So, um, Reef, you are the guru, Bricago's guru of all things Nintendo. So why don't you talk about what, what we've heard and what you think? And then uh Deborah and i will will chime in and tell us tell you what we think
1: sure uh so this story was broken by a eurogamer um and they basically basically said that they've had a number of sources like connect um basically confirm to them that the Nintendo nX will be um the uh a, a hybrid system that is a portable and a home system all at once. Right. Um, so it like essentially will be a tablet um, with uh, with detachable controllers on both sides of the tablet. So if you think of like an iPad and you put a uh, controller on both sides of it, kind of like lengthwise, that's how like how like you'll play it as like a portable system. When you bring it home, you can detach those like those like controllers and then put that tablet onto a base station and then play it as like a home console with like the upper kind of resolution and increase kind of graphic power and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so, um, so there's a lot of things that like uh, r- r- roll out of this. One is that um, there's also a strong sp- speculation that this means that, the system will use a cartridge media cuz you can't really have a disk if you're car- if you're carrying something around mm-hmm. um so that uh, so that they'll be using like the 32 gig or the or the 64 or the 128 gig kind of like ssd cards that like you can already buy now um as their primary gaming media for the for the uh f- f- for the system part of this speculation as well is that it is that that they're using a mobile NVIDIA CPU for it so like it won't Mm. be like on Android or like anything like 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 that so what you know what what that means is that you know as as expected this is not going to be like a powerhouse right like it's not going to be something that is going to probably blow people out as something beyond like the ps4 or the xbox one but i don't think people were expecting that to begin with um but um but but you know the uh, choice of like the processor kind of points to that um and you know and uh also in like a nintendo's recent financial like results they basically hinted that they're really looking toward a a um strategy of value for your dollar so it's definitely possible that they will try to launch this at a more price conscious level uh as they did with like the Wii um as opposed to the Wii U which was you know at launch only $50 cheaper um, you know than the uh cheapest version of the uh, next console so um all this is pretty exciting to me because i think that Choosing a hybrid approach is like good for them. Um, the yep. the uh, 3ds has been a really strong um, competitor for a few years now, and the most important important thing with that is that Nintendo has always had strong third party support on, on on the 3ds, right. um, yep. which they haven't had on their home consoles for about two or three kind of kind of kind of generations at this point so the hope is that if that can translate into strong third-party support for games that like you can play mobile and like and like home then like a nintendo could have you know start to solve it's like problem of like having enough games between their larger sort of homegrown kind of releases um so yeah i'm I'm excited about it. Uh, Deb, what, what do you think about uh, this news? Is well, this I'm just envisioning
2: if it's, if it's got the, the controllers on both sides, I'm thinking, okay, is, like, I was just envisioning myself like controlling a mech.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. You know, I'm like, okay, so are they going to come up with a game where I can, I can control a mech? You know, so let me build my Gundam and let me get in there and shoot stuff. Because I would totally buy that. Um, and I might share it with my children,
3: but maybe. M-
1: m- m- Mech Warrior. That's, mm-hmm. that's like your nickname,
0: <laughs> huh? your yeah, Mech right. well, that's, uh, you know? Yeah, Warrior. Well, that's, they, you know, they'd owe Microsoft a quarter for that. But,
1: uh, they, you know, but, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See ya. Uh, Mario, what, what, Mario what, Mech. Oh my God. Mario <laughs> Mech. They would do Who it. wouldn't it. buy Don't that? Don't give them <laughs> any. They would do <laughs> I mean, like Mario has done every job in the universe so far, so he could definitely right. We need could Poke- be a mech- do
2: Pokemon mechs.
0: Right
1: there, you go. Yeah, they could do Pokemon mechs. Actually,
2: make my giant mech yes. Pikachu.
0: Gundam. Die I choose you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, be- before I answer and say uh, what what I think about this, I- I'm going to ask both of you uh, a question. Deb, I'll ask you first. You saying that, oh, you know, you thinking about a game uh, that would get you excited about this means that you're excited enough to um, rationally entertain actually purchasing a new Nintendo console. Is, is that correct?
2: Um, okay. I am the wrong person to ask because we own every thing. Okay. All <laughs> right. Okay. So, right. Uh, on, like, this is my thing. Okay, I have a lot of debt
3: for right. my for
2: my work, but I make a really good living at what I do. Sure. So that means we get to buy whatever consoles we want and right. I get to buy Beyonce tickets, and that's the way it's going to be. Okay. You know? So, um we will probably get it at some point. May not, maybe not immediately. Right. But um yeah, we like you know, we like Nintendo games in our house.
0: Okay. So all right, and Reef, um, you said that they believe, or at least the speculation is, that it will be reasonably priced like the Wii. What do you think, in your head, uh, reasonably priced means for consumers?
1: Uh, I think reasonably priced for a system, kind of nowadays, like would be about, I'd say, 250 I would oh, okay. say. Okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. You okay.
1: Know? Um, I think given... The price at the 3ds kind of floated around for like a while. Given the price that the Wii dropped at and that the Wii U dropped at, I think that if they're hinting at being less than the Wii U, um, and it'll probably be more than the Wii, I'd say I'd say 250.
2: Okay. Yeah, it okay. has to be less than the Wii U, especially right. given their financials
0: lately. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I, I definitely think that. Um, so, so I guess for me it is exciting news because they're trying to do something that really hasn't been done in the, in, in the game space before, you know, mostly, uh, but, but, and, and, you know, and a lot of people don't like, or a lot of people um, have derogatory things to say about Nintendo trying to reinvent the wheel. Reinvent I will fight them. Reinvent the wheel them. every, every time. and but, but mm-hmm. I, you know, let let them be avant-garde let them it. let them, do it. Right. That's, let that's them be let let Nintendo
2: box. be Nintendo that's exactly. what i see. exactly
0: I, I will i will uh second that second that comment um but i will say that um what happens so you know the diagram that we see is you know maybe a 6 or uh 6 or 8 inch tablet uh that is held in landscape mode and it has a kickstand and the two controllers, one, you know, the left side having an analog stick uh, with a D-pad, the right side having an analog stick with the uh, buttons, um, and those kind of detach off of the off of of the tablet. Um, what happens when you lose those? You know, I mean, it's going to happen. It's inevitable that those... Or you that, step on them and right, break them. Right, right. Or you step on them not and that, break them. Not that I know anything about that. Right, exactly. And And Reef famously had issues with his Wii U pad uh, and they were initially talking about how he had to return the entire console there is no horrible. right I mean it's just right. it's just a you know we have witnessed over the last few years with with the Wii U and replacement parts for the Wii U and, and how just as backwards the, uh, the 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 replacement cycle is for that um we be
2: started on the Wiimotes. Right,
0: right. The new three D S uh which released without a power cable. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean it's just like I mean, it's Yeah. Just, they're they're just head scratchingly uh insane choices that are being made um by by Nintendo. So it leads me to believe that there hasn't they haven't developed a strategy if this is this this is the direction that they're going they haven't developed a strategy for replacing <laughs> these parts that are just destined to be either lost or destroyed um so th- that's that's part one um part two is for uh mark the time guys here we go we've got a hashtag stubnostication. Um, it is coming right. <laughs> right now for the nintendo nx and I am going to say, so you, you, you said that they are going to... It, it sounds like they are going to go to cartridges or some type of physical media. Yeah, I yeah. believe that the port that, that you'll see on the NX will be a port for uh, backwards compatibility for 3DS, 2DS, uh, and new 3DS games. That and, would be too smart. And then, and then the media going forward for the NX will be downloaded. Uh, there will be no physical... Where are they going to store it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the cloud. Um, you know, I mean, you. Can, I mean, the yeah, thing is big enough that there could be an SSD um, yeah, it, it, drive it, it, in there that, that it, would be large enough to store things. But well, you're okay. right. Yeah, it,
1: it, it, will, it will definitely have space for downloads, but I don't think any console is ready for all downloads yet just because mm-hmm. you, I, mean, I guess the, even the, these two terabyte maybe no even yeah even even these two terabyte things like if you have a system that's partially meant to be on the go I think that that kind of makes the all download stuff hard to do yeah like you kind of have to have it on you at all times um, yeah but it definitely will have space to like download stuff but I don't think it would be all download. Especially if they're going for, like, a, um, you know, um, people outside of, like, hardcore gamers. Like, they want to get, like, the families and, you know, and parents and, like, kids to buy it, too. And I think it's just easier to say, here's your copy of Zelda. It's it's in a square.
0: I I definitely (laughs) believe um, that the tablet will have um, cameras on it. And that Mm -hmm. that a lot of the gaming experiences, if Nintendo is smart, um, which I I I honestly believe they are, um, Mm -hmm. if they're smart, there will be lots of classic mobile game gaming experiences available. You mean like
2: putting Pokemon Go on it, like
0: a Pokemon Go, or uh, you know, or any of the Go series that hit Mango. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or what most people would call hitman hit go. Um, yeah. but, but <laughs> it's the hit <laughs> but, mango, but, but, um, but, no,
2: but it's hit mango. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: um, you know, but, but those types of, uh, experiences that you can have where you can have a, a fulfilling experience in five, seven, ten minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and those, I think you, you will see. A a larger uh, uh, proliferation of those types of games uh, on this console, and then you'll be able to play those games as well as the classic Nintendo uh, tentpole franchises, the Mario's, the the you know the Zelda's, the um, Bandetta. right, 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 exactly. exactly, You know the Metroids. Um, Those will all be available. But I think what you what they're envisioning is that when you're on the go, you're going to be playing the mobile style games. Maybe every now and then you'll be playing one of the the larger games. But when you go home, and you you have your big display, that is when you're going to be playing those those big AAA titles. You're going to plug mm-hmm. your you know dock your station, and right. and then and then play those big AAA titles. But you're using the same device to do both of those things, and that's something that we haven't been able to do in gaming yet. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I think that's I think that's exciting, um, but it, uh, it'll only be exciting until you break your controller or lose it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. y- yeah, I really hope that they that they stock those things just like they stock Wiimotes and other stuff because right, but. Otherwise, like you're right, it, it 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 is inevitable that those things will break or right. lose or whatever, just like a Xbox yep, controller the- or a PS4 controller. Right, right. You and gotta right. have them so people can get them. And the other thing that this doesn't really kind of speak
0: to is what are the multiplayer solutions going to be for for this? Um, you know, obviously the Wii U was terrible when it came to yeah. how how you. Um, invite and and uh, encourage other game players to play along with you. Play along with yeah. you on oh, your console. Okay. I
1: didn't think it was um, terrible, but well, all right. Well, yes.
0: it, it, it I was thought the Wii was less than was ideal. it. I th- I think yeah. it was, le- but but everyone had the same input.
1: Like you know, the Wii U was on the, on the Wii, but not. Yeah. Uh, you know, they Suboptimal. Just, they don't right. have like Suboptimal the global. Thing. Like they have a friends list, but well, whatever. We don't want to get into the details. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even but, talking. Yeah. I'm
0: not even talking about. I'm not even talking about online multiplayer. I'm talking about local multiplayer, like, and this is you yeah, know, this is like couch uh, yeah, co-op yeah, co- stuff. Couch co-op stuff, and this, you know, I think this oh, is I, a, this is an area that Nintendo will still they will still try and and uh, uh, court people to play together in the living room. Um, yeah, but, which
2: I think is great. Like, right. I exactly. Love doing that. Right. Like My kids love doing that. Right. So.
0: But yeah, but it's you know who's going to fight for the gamepad? Who's going to fight for the you know like like the Wii U controller right. display thingy thing thing? Um, yeah. And who's going to be left with waggling with the Wii mote? Right. Um Uh-oh. You know. So so uh, what is what's their solution going to be? for uh multiplayer local multiplayer gaming uh when it when it comes to this really really niche and specialized controller that they're going to be well, potentially if developing if they have bluetooth,
2: me bluetooth. i mean if they put bluetooth on it right. and make it so you can use pro controllers with it
1: yeah they right. they you know, they've got to the, have a plan that, that
2: probably that that probably wouldn't be that yeah hard. The, yeah that's the yeah. thing about it is they have
1: all these controllers already they would just have to repurpose yeah. them but they need a plan to right. do it yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I I will
0: say, uh, Reggie Fils-Aimé, um, come to Bacago and explain your <laughs> solutions. No, you don't do podcasts. I'm gonna let you finish. But the Spawn on Me podcast is the greatest podcast of all times. So, uh, come 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 check us out in Bacago. Um, so uh, I would I would encourage everyone to come and check us out in Bacago uh, next week. Uh, because we have run long, and uh, we've our New Year's resolution, and was we're to, all
2: ready to pass out.
0: Right, exactly. Our New Year's <laughs> resolution was to to do a better job of respecting your time. Um, but when you know it's it's difficult to do when um, when I'm running the show one, and and we're having so much fun. Um, so I, I will say, um, Doctor Deborah Budding. Um, you know, our interactions on Twitter have always have always brought me joy um, when when I am feeling down. You've been there to uh, give give us a, uh, you know, a digital hug. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When always when when um, I wanted to laugh, um, you were there with with a joke or, or something wry or and or sarcastic. Um to, to make never, that happen not me. <laughs> And um, you know, when <laughs> when we wanted to commiserate, you were right there. Um and and uh yeah, I mean it's, it's, it sounds like
1: you're singing like a R and B Right, right.
0: Exactly.
3: <laughs>
0: exactly. You remind me of my tweets. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the spinners. I, 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 Right,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> well well actually, you know, I have to say, you know, don't don't ugly cry or anything. Right. But um, you know, my sister was killed last summer. Right. Oh, um yeah. and uh we just had the, the anniversary and um listening to the show was really therapeutic for me. It gave me a chance to think about other stuff. Oh wow. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh. Thank you. Thank um so um so thank you for being there. For me, during that time, because it was really, it was rough. It was a rough time.
1: Yeah. Well, wow. Um, thank, thank, you for sharing that. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know. So, and and uh, thank you for sharing yourself for, um, for this time here in Bricago and and allowing people to um, discover uh, just the great work that you're doing, uh, the inroads that you're making, um, and and uh, allowing allowing Bricago to see that. Uh, not all white folks are bad.
3: <laughs>
0: like oh, Austin Walker right.
2: said, "Don't get it twisted." Right. <laughs> and I was so relieved when he said that. He's right. like, "Like, oh, thank God."
1: <laughs> oh, Austin's great. We love you, Austin.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so uh, Deborah, again, thank you so much for for being here. Obviously. Uh, you know, you are at home here, so whenever you want to stop back by, just come on through, you don't, you know.
2: Oh, you shouldn't say that to me because you know I'll be pounding on your hey, door.
0: Well, you know, we time. Mean, listen, you can, the key, the key is <laughs> under the mat just for you. So, um, when, when, if people want to, um, they want to, they want to listen to your great podcast. Uh, you need to tell them where that, where that is. Uh, they want to um, find out where uh, they can see or hear uh, or read their, your wry, sarcastic humor. Um, <laughs> let them know where they well, can do that. And um, do you yeah. have some published work?
2: I I do actually have. Yes. You are. Okay.
0: I'm
2: smack you. <laughs> um, I have. I have. I have published work, but it's super dry. In fact, when it was published, I I used to work in magazine publishing. I was the garden editor at Home Magazine. And I left with, you know, we had a readership of a million people. And I left it to go to graduate school. And my father was like, what is the matter with you? Um, and so when I po- – there's a book that I co-authored called <laughs> Subcortical Structures and Cognition. And, I love And that my, father, <laughs> I love my father – my father looked at me and he said, so was this being marketed as a sleep remedy? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> y-
1: you know, now that was actually going to be the title of our podcast. <laughs> it right. was between yes. that and yes. Spawn on Me. Right, right. And we decided yeah. on this.
2: Yeah. So I don't – you know, I have published a few things. I co-authored uh, something – uh, for the White Paper Press, which is um, a Montessori-based um, publication group with Laura Flores-Shaw, who's guested on our podcast a few times. Uh, the podcast is uh, NeuroCurious, right. so um, feel free to come give us a listen mm-hmm. at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter, uh, is at Nebula63. I am not on Facebook because it is the devil.
1: Okay. <laughs> is, is, is there a um, website for the podcast?
2: yeah it's www. um i oh my god i think it's neuro yeah it's neurocurious.org all right not .com .org right. and if you look to my uh if you look at my uh twitter page there should be a link to it there cool unless it's broken nice it could be
0: uh well uh <laughs> you know if it is broken guys uh let let Deborah know so that yeah. uh, she can she can get that fixed um Normally, this is my job, but today my job is to say, hey, Reef, can you uh, give us the social media business?
1: Sure. Uh, so the social media business, like like the first part of it is F.U. Cicero for telling me to do the social media business. That's uh, right. The second part <laughs> of dot it, com. it <laughs> dot com okay. is uh, if you want to check out. All the episodes of our show, you can go to spawnon.me or esn.fm slash spawnonme. That will bring you to the homepage for our show uh, where you can re- read about us, access all of the episodes as well as other shows or media that we've been on. Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter, you can go to twitter.com slash spawnonme. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, you go to facebook.com slash spawnonme. Um, and you can also find our podcast, of course, on on iTunes, on Google Play, on NPR One, um, and you know all those other wonderful places that you get podcasts, except for Stitcher. Um, <laughs> and if, if 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 you want to send us a uh, email, also check us out at Born I Me Podcast at Gmail dot com if you want to send us. Um, a message just to tell us how lovely we are, um, and how whack And you really should. And how wax Cicero is you really as well. Tell them. Um yeah. Th- yeah. Th- those are but, always, <laughs> always, <laughs> always accepted.
0: Right. Yes. It is all 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 the hate is accepted, even the stuff that uh, falsely yep. claims my yep. whackness. But that's yeah, nice and
1: so and, yep. and also if you want to follow us individually on uh, Twitter, you, you can follow me at Sharif Jackson. You can follow Cicero at Stubby Stan, and you can f- and you can f- follow Khalif at Kajakins. And once again, Khalif is on the job market. So if you have any community ma- com- community management roles, um, or uh, podcast production or video production roles out there, especially in the Portland area. Um, definitely hit him up at Kajakins on Twitter. So
0: yes,
2: hire sir. that man. Yes, hire that man.
0: Hashtag hire ka. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, that I mean, that's everything right there. Um, yep. There's really
2: nothing more to say. Exce- in the world except at this
0: point. Um, that's everything, uh, Deborah. You are everything. Um, we. we uh, You're
2: gonna play us out with some trouble fun? right?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> um, we we are honored to know you and uh, privileged to have you amongst our ranks, um, and and you know, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for everything that you've done, and, and and I love you so much. So, oh,
2: love you guys too. Yeah. You know, I'm ride or die yeah. for Chicago. Right on, mm, right thank on. you. Uh,
0: so Always. for Dr. Deborah Budding, uh, for Mr. Sharif Jackson, Ms. And for uh, Cicero F. Holmes III, MF. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 126 of the. Oh, no, no. This is 127 of the.
2: And 128. Right. <laughs> of the be podcast.
3: And we say <laughs> peace. 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 <laughs>